The following campaign is a Kickstarter special, and before we get started, we do want to mention that we support Kickstarter United's efforts to unionize. At this time, they're not calling for a boycott, and if you would like to find out ways to support Kickstarter United, be sure to follow them on Twitter. A link to their account is in our show notes. And today, on The Terrible Warriors, we round out our series of Kickstarter specials with a very special game indeed. Way back at Breakout Con, we interviewed Lucian Khan, and he mentioned he had a game that he was kickstarting, and that game actually has already gone to Kickstarter. It launched on October 1st. It will conclude on Halloween. It was funded in 24 hours. It's been featured on the Kickstarter front page, and now we get to play along with the campaign as we chase Lucian all the way to the finish line. Today, we're playing... Visigoths versus Mulgoths. It's one of those games with the easiest elevator pitch in the world. Mulgoths versus Visigoths. 16-year-olds in a mall in LA in 1996 have teleported Visigoths from the first century to the present day. And as a romance game? Well, we couldn't play a game like this without a very special table of players indeed. This is our character creation episode. The game is in Kickstarter. Visit the link in the show notes. Sit back, enjoy, because they may be Visigoths. They may be Mulgoths. They may be against each other in this mall. But together at this table, they are terrible warriors. Welcome back, Terrible Warriors. We have another Kickstarter game we're going to be playing. You have heard us play through Root, and you have heard us play through uh, Ross Rifles. Now, Root has concluded their Kickstarter. If you missed it, you missed it. Uh, But Ross Rifles continues on, as well as the game we are playing today, Lucian Khan's Visigoths vs. Malgoths. You heard it first in March uh, when I met Lucian at Breakout Con and we talked about this game and got very excited about it and I have been planning to play this ever since and it has taken uh, to get these people at this table to play this game at this time of year localized entirely in this room uh, it, it, is, uh, it has been I, it's going to be worth it it's going to be real worth it uh, Visigoths versus Malgoths is of the other two we've done maybe the most different <laughs> of the others uh it is uh why don't you just stick around and we'll teach you and we'll learn it all together i am not alone at this table i am joined by players both new and familiar uh starting at my left your right new to our show welcome joan thank you so much for having me justin uh joan tell me a little bit about yourself well let's see i am a author i'm a speaker i'm a games mistress i teach board games at snakes and lattes board game cafe i am one of the uh i'm I'm alongside you and others and one and uh, and another person at this table on the dm roster at dm and dine at storm crow manor here in beautiful scenic toronto ontario um I recently had a piece appear in the washington post about how playing role-playing games helped me figure out my gender identity. And it was a very tough piece to write. That itself was a follow-up to a book that I co-authored and just recently came out called Your Move, What Board Games Teach Us About Life. Um, My big thing is about playfulness and about how trying stuff, sincerely trying to succeed, and at the same time being comfortable with the fact that you might fail is crucial for so many things and how games are an amazing way to explore that safely. 
this might be the perfect game to try these out on. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of I'm fun. I'm so excited. Oh, returning back uh, to the show now. Uh, now I know we've recorded some games out of order, but the last time we heard you was still Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> which, which in the other game recording, we're also going to say the exact same thing because it's all nonlinear. Uh, but welcome back, Velvet. Thank you very much. Just like Star Trek, nonlinear, yeah. <laughs> and actually just like the way I think often. So this works for me. I really like what you said about playfulness. Uh, my background when I'm not here is is improvising, and the main reason I love improvising is that same sense of playfulness and vulnerability yes. and exploring and going beyond who you are to discover who you might truly be. And you just got off the road, uh, uh, Fringe, Correct. right? And you yeah. were like bouncing all around the country, yeah, I, a, a, being playful. Um, uh, how did that go? Tell me a little bit about how did I, how, I how wrote it and performed Personal Demon Hunter. It was a 50 minute exploration of myself and a sharing of myself uh, using the talents that I enjoy, which is singing, storytelling, stand up, and engaging the audience. I got to do that in three cities uh, across Canada. I have never toured something across Canada. I've never done a solo production. So these were all. So you just went challenges. right off into the I, deep it, end, off yeah, the cliff. Yeah, not even deep. And I skydived. He skydived into the, into the ocean. Yes, <laughs> uh, with my scuba tank on, ready to go as uh, go where no one has gone before. <laughs> hey, and that brings it all back. Uh, new to. The Terraboards, also from our DM and Dine. That's how yes. I, I, I've met you through through Stormcrow Manor. And also, we met at Breakout and we were talking then. Yes, uh, yes. Did I interview you at Breakout? I no, because uh, unlike a lot of people at Breakout, there we go. Um, I actually do live in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we figured we could do that another time. Yeah. I am Nicole Winchester. I am as well, along with Joan and uh, Justin, one of the DMs uh, with the DM and Dine program, as I said, as Justin said as well. I'm just going to eventually turn this podcast into the unofficial DM, DM and Dine thing. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Adventure EXE out in Vancouver does Oops All DMs, uh, which is the <laughs> Vancouver Stormcrow DMs all getting together around the table and playing together. And so uh, we're halfway there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, and uh, I'm a freelance writer for a number of RPGs. I write for The Expanse. I'm writing something for Modern AG right now. I've written for 7C. Um, And uh, like Joan and Velvet, actually, I believe a lot in uh, The Power of Play. Brene Brown talks a lot about how adults uh, don't have a lot of excuses in their lives to play. A lot of my work is through live action role play. I have a collective uh, that I do some work with that uh, in. I ran a couple of live action games, Vampire the Masquerade 5th edition. I'm doing a few other ones and uh, we're just starting a festival in Toronto in March called the Embodied Festival which is a festival of live action role play and uh, immersive art and so we're hoping to bring a few people in including someone that Joan mentioned in uh, her article uh, that's uh, Jonea Kemper who kind of has this theory about uh, uh, emancipatory bleed. So we really want to bring her in to work uh, with a youth workshop that we're going to do in Regent Park, yeah. uh, teaching some kids how to make LARPs. And this is wild. This is a whole nother podcast. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're, you're coming back. We're, we're, we're breaking yeah, down. Yeah. I've never done a LARP. I've been playing tabletop role-playing as part of improv groups, and and I've done that. Uh, uh, the, the closest I've ever considered LARPing is Night Forest, which I still have my shelf, which is mm. from the makers of... Uh, uh, fall of magic where you go out into the woods with candles and create these memories based off of the cards that you're handed and it just sounds more meditation than really anything else which is 
sound wild. And really I always thought I could never learn it because it seemed too scary, too many strangers, too big, too involved. And then I listened to Janaea Kemper on the Backstory podcast, and I realized this is something I need to have in my life. Yeah. There, there are so many different kind of LARPs, and that's really what what Janaea and a friend of mine, Moira Turkington, a lot of us talk about is that you can have a LARP with four people in your house. You can have yeah. a LARP with. I've had friends gone to super uh, watch the skies where yes. they've done that, which is it's not always classified as LARP it's more like model UN with aliens it's but it can absolutely be LARPed and and, yeah, and play entirely. And they, they go all dressed up as their characters the secretary of defense who was all dressed up like Uncle Sam and it was just they really went in yeah and a lot <laughs> of people see it as like something where you see YouTube videos where people go to big castles and they're all dressed up and they have a lot of makeup on and that's that's definitely one form of LARP and one that I've done a ton of but you don't need necessarily or need to do that the other one being uh, in the woods with foam weapons and, yeah, and yeah. camping and and, yeah. and there are ones that are called uh, freeform or black box LARPs that are basically like you don't need anything special to do that. You just need some of your friends and some imagination. I'll tell you, Visigoths versus Smallgoths is written to be a LARP as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. We're playing it as a tabletop game as Quick Start, but uh, Lucian uh, is. Um, passionate about LARPing and you can take this and you can go to a mall and you can LARP <laughs> it in the food court and, yep. and it will work. And, That's yeah. amazing. and you just go in and you just walk around like we could, we could have been doing this live down in the Toronto <laughs> path when everything's oh, closed yeah. and oh, no wow. one could stop us. Lucian oh. and I actually both really want to be vampires. We discussed this on Facebook the other day. So L- Lucian clan? shared, yeah. Lucian shared his story <laughs> on uh, when we interviewed him about uh, his first role playing experience was at a theater camp where uh, some kids came up same age and told him about vampire but their rules were you're going to be a vampire and no one's allowed to know you're playing and it was just this terrible like like he should have died that summer but he didn't <laughs> and he's been role playing ever since uh so <laughs> i i always am clan torador just FYI. thank you that's me. important yes it is i'm i'm very much into that so anyway so that that's a, that that's a whole thing, and this is I'm I'm so excited to have both you and Joan here to play this game um, because uh, it'll it just it just oh it, it works together. Anyways, moving around the table because we still got two more people back again. Uh, returning uh, the last one you played was Paranoia or no, Masks Forbidden Lands. or Forbidden Lands, Forbidden of course. Lands. Yeah, tech, our 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 finale before I played four more games. Uh, I don't know how to run a show properly. Uh, and uh, Joe, welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be back. Yeah, you're you're quickly becoming one of our mainstays, which is which is Aww. really wonderful. So well, I like you. I like what you bring to the table. And uh, you um uh you've had a you've had a good fall. Had a great fall. Yeah. Um, I got a dog. I can't stop talking about her. Yeah. And if you <laughs> let me, I will just talk about her for the next three hours. So okay. I won't, oh I, won't, I won't stop that. Oh, no. Yeah. The next time we play Forbidden Lands, we'll make sure that that becomes an insert character. Yes. And you can, you can be like a, a, like a halfling or a goblin riding your dog oh around goodness. like a mount. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. I would love that. She yeah. would love that. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What kind of dog is it? She's a, a pointer mix. Uh, and she's about two years old. I got her from Redemption Paws, which is a local Toronto rescue. Aww. And mm. she's just the cutest. And uh, new to the, you know, we actually met already and we have recorded a game uh, that is unreleased. So to our dear listener, you are brand new to the show, but Sean, it's Hello. wonderful to meet you again. Uh, welcome for the first question mark time to uh, the Terrible Warriors. Uh, thank hi, thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Like with, like with Joan, tell me a bit about yourself. Oh yeah. Uh, so I am a part-time voice actor, part-time medieval reenactor, part-time DJ. I like to play as well. Wait, you're about... on the wrong side of the table. I know. <laughs> <laughs> part-time Malgoth as well. It's... <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I like to play in all different kinds of ways, um, whether it's historical or modern. Um, I've been gaming since I was, I think, 
12, 13 doing RPGs. Um, so I absolutely love doing this kind of stuff. I'm very happy to be here. I'm very excited with the subject matter of this game. I It, it spoke to me. It was hard to pick a team, not going to lie. Yeah, I, I have to say everyone is uh, very dressed and appropriately and in uh, <laughs> in character for today. Um, I thought we about... Have, we have I've, a lot I've of got, black. I've got really, really nice black leather pants, but this room gets can get a little swampy Warm, when there's yeah, six yes. people in here. So we crack the window open every hour to, to, to yep. vent it out. And I just didn't want to be sitting in that... All day. That's uh, so, thank you. We um, all thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Visigoth, it. So Visigoth versus Mogos. It started its Kickstarter at the beginning of October. It's running until Halloween. We are playing up until Halloween. This is, uh, if it's on time, fingers crossed, uh, the Tuesday in the second to last week. So our last episode will be on Halloween when we're counting down to the final minutes of of the kickstarter so we're uh, uh we're we're chasing lucian to the finish line here yep. now good news with visigoth it got funded in 24 hours yes it, did. Uh, yes. it got it then also got featured on the front page of kickstarter yes, for 21 did. hours yes, and uh so it's been uh, uh uh knocking it out of the park so we are here to kind of help push it into the next few stretch goals which are more artwork uh, uh bigger books uh more uh uh, there's actually a really f- uh, nice uh, tier early lower down uh, for low income supporters who want to support but don't have the money to do it higher up. You're not just buying the game. You're also buying new slots that will open up on the lower income tiers as well. So it all becomes very reciprocal. So those are some of the other goals they're going for. That's and, great. The option um, to pay it forward. That is so yeah, clever. That's yeah, really yeah good. there's mm-hmm. a number of slots there. He's just uh, giving people copies. And yeah, who you've heard the it. disclaimer at the beginning and we have it mentioned in our show notes. Lucian's also been at the front of um, supporting Kickstarter United, the the union. And a big reason why we're still going ahead with this is there was some concern of, are we still supporting Kickstarters while Kickstarter is being hostile towards forming a union? And the answer is yes, we are. Uh, Kickstarter United has not asked for a boycott. They're not calling for a boycott. They have asked to continue supporting creators, especially creators from marginalized communities where this is the only way you're going to make your game. And so uh, they um, uh, have worked and have communicated with Lucian and Lucian has worked really hard to communicate with everyone else. Lucian has done so much and he he has organized a union himself. Mm -hmm. He's unionized his own workplace before. So he really knows the issues that they're facing behind this. So as an aside, I also want to thank Lucian because he, we had a little private back and forth and like, how should I communicate this on the podcast? Is there something I should say or should I just react if people call me out? And and so I decided to do both. Uh, we put a little disclaimer at the beginning. We've got the badge in our show notes and I've responded on, on Twitter to it. And just also then the show goes on and, and we keep making it because we're um, uh, all the support to Kickstarter United. And really, I want to see these games being made. And I'm really uh, excited that Root and Ross Rifles and Visigoths versus Malgoths all got funded within 24 hours they're all run by people from different marginalized communities and they're all independent creators and they're all telling these wildly different stories and it is when you know the the next 12 months now as all of these and this is not the only games that have been kickstarting during this period as well there have been so many success stories i'm really excited for gaming in 2020 and some of the new things that are are rolling out solidarity Yeah. yeah and i have to say like all of those people behind those games are all really good people. 100%. You want to have a good time? Follow Odeogony on Twitter. <laughs> you yeah. will not be disappointed. You won't be bored. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, like, Bri, Bri, my partner's making fun of me because I've got this crush now on Twitter and I am just following everything Lucian is doing and it's just... <laughs> 
Uh, it's great. It's it's good times. Um, so uh, here we are, Visigoths versus Mogoths. Finally, this is our last Kickstarter special, and then I'm uh, I'm going back to the interviews I recorded in the spring and at, at Gen Con and and maybe some packs on plug stuff while we get ready for our next season of Terrible Warriors. So if you want to support Visigoths versus Mogoths, the link is in the show notes, and it will continue on until Halloween. And even after Halloween, there'll likely be a backer kit in ways that you can still support the uh, uh, the the game, even if the Actual formal campaign has concluded. So, and I'm sure is... if you're at Metatopia, you might be able to play yeah. it as well. Mm. When is Metatopia? Metatopia is in November, yeah. uh, the beginning of November. I don't know the exact dates, but I I believe that you may be able to uh, uh, at least see Lucian there. Yeah, so. I'm 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 uh, I'm I'm like a con baby, and I've only just started. Like Breakout was the first tabletop. Uh, focused con I'd ever gone to and then went to Gen Con to help with Magpie games and I'm going back to PAX Unplugged and I'm like slowly easing myself in to these I'm going wherever Kate Bullock goes Yeah, so. just, to, just to explain <laughs> Metatopia is a more of a it's, uh, it's a playtesting design yeah. focused con it's much more of a workshop and and insiders and for the industry what, what what is great is it's um very cheap for players so um because they need people to test their games right if there's no one there to play the game they don't get feedback from it ross rifles the last game we played was metatopia and yes. uh, they went to metatopia they brought the game there they got to sit down with mark ds truman and play the game and then walked away and went ah shit we got to write, write the whole thing uh, so yes yes <laughs> and i mean like that's that's the community they have it's not only really inclusive and welcoming but it's also a great group of players who are really good play testers and will give you great feedback yeah so and, it's a great con uh, mentioning kate i know um the uh igdn yes they do the um scholarship, scholarship yes. that they put out and uh uh, some of the people we've mentioned in the, or interviewed in the past, like Camden Wright, and that are all um, recipients of that scholarship where they find different people that otherwise would not be in a position to make a game, uh, to get a chance to go to Metatopia and meet with yep. professionals and, and industry developers and, and show them their prototype and get this thing workshopped in a way that you would maybe never have that opportunity. And now uh, games like Camden Wright's uh, One Child's Heart, is mm-hmm. that the name? Uh, and, 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 and others that we have mentioned on the show and will play uh are, are are out there so it's uh it's really neat it's not something i've gone to i won't be able to make it this year but who knows 2020 right i keep it's meaning gonna be, to too yeah. yeah well and 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 as things go uh and, and continue uh, if i start going to more of these conventions there there's such a oh, font of education and information and connections and uh, uh a lot of um the people that didn't make it to this recording uh, that we were originally going to have were people that I had met through Gen Con, but like Ross Rifles um, would not have happened. If I hadn't gone to Gen Con, I wouldn't have been doing Root. And if I hadn't been doing Root, I wouldn't have been doing Ross Rifles. And if I hadn't done Ross Rifles, like it's all, everything just starts to snowball uh, like a good, like Power by Apocalypse move. It just (laughs) rolls into the next one. Nice, yeah. All right, so... We've done a little breakdown. We're going to do some character creation in this first hour, and uh, and then when we're when we're done and set up uh, in the next maybe two, this might only be a three parter. We're going to go through a day at the mall. Uh, and uh, what's interesting is we have our two teams: the Visigoths versus the Malgoths. The year is 1996, and goth culture has spun off to a Malgoth culture, and at some point these Malgoths using a Ouija board have inadvertently transported from the first century a group of Visigoths to their suburban L.A. community. Uh, The Visigoths are known for uh, interjecting themselves into the culture and assimilating and 
destroying it from within. <laughs> and just after sacking Rome, now they're going to sack America. They're going to start with LA and they're going to start with this mall. And so it's been about six months to a year since that fateful transportation. You're all 16 years old. So even if you're from the Visigoths, you're still a 16-year-old from the Visigoths and have been living and coexisting in this mall. The game does not take place out of the mall. You may have families and school and other obligations that take you beyond the walls. That does not happen in this game. It's Pac-Man rules. If you go out the exit on one end of the mall, you will reappear on the other end of the mall, and you can use that to your advantage if you need to run away from the mall boss. Uh, the We are here in this mall, and as we go through phases, the reason I needed to print out this clock in advance is each team will choose which store they will visit. We will then play out scenes in those stores. When you move to a next store, time passes to the next place in the clock, and there are early morning, early afternoon, early evening. We move our way. By 10 p.m., the mall closes, and all the stores close, and you all have to go home. In this adventure, they're actually going to close at 8 p.m. because something else is going on. And so you only have so many scenes and malls to play through before time comes to an end, which actually kind of makes it work really well for me if I'm like, oh, we only have two hours. So you showed up late. You all slept in. We're starting at noon. And, and, and so you don't you can start the clock wherever you need to, to to fit your session. But each session is played entirely in one day in the mall. And then the next time we come, it's I don't know. Saturday three weeks from now and it's another time and uh, in terms of your lives outside the mall that can be created in play as we find out ourselves there's character creation can is it's it reminds me quite a lot of power by apocalypse with some questions that will be asked uh, but it's also uh, satirizing to a degree a lot of traditional role-playing games as well because the Miz the Visigoths especially are very much coded like you're right out of a D&D &D adventure right and you you're, you still have your javelin and your plate mail and you're walking around like what do you mean I need a license for this so uh, that said before we started recording we did split our table up uh so we've got our uh to my left my visigoths and to my right my Malgoths, and at the head of the table the undecided voter <laughs> that will decide the outcome of this game uh this is coming out on the 22nd of october one day after we do not know how this election turned out so <laughs> we can all live uh -oh. in, oh. in in our in no our pressure. in our can, can uh, i decide <laughs> who's prime minister too because <laughs> i would really like to do that so uh, here we are kind of living in our own little, um, I want to say Schrodinger's world. Uh, so who are my Visigoths? Let's see. We'll start with me. We, had, we have Joan and Velvet. So. And which class did you choose, Joan? I am going to be playing as the Runecaster. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, which sounds D&D &D as I'll get out. <laughs> Can I get experience points for killing people and stuff? I don't. Uh, I think there is advancement, um, but uh, what you get for killing people are hurt feelings. Oh. Yeah. There is no... Uh, within, this is one of those games where death is not possible for your characters. Uh, it is um, when you get into combat with another player or another NPC, everyone walks away with hurt feelings. Even if you win, you still mark a hurt feeling. If you get two hurt feelings, you have to work out your feelings before you are allowed to enter combat again. Uh, and so even though you're actually throwing javelins and actually impaling people, uh, they're not going to die. It's going to be a little more 1996 sitcom uh, in that in that side. What did you choose? You chose the Runecaster? Yes. Mystic symbols transmute inert stones into instruments of your will. 
That's her room caster. And I'm guessing so, the floor of this mall is mostly going to be granite. <laughs> so the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit so. of like, you're, you're, you're like a Visigoth tagger going around and it's a bit like graffiti art, but with magical, mystical. There is obviously magic in this world. Time travel has happened. But unless your character is specifically written like the witch on the Malgoth side with magic, um, it doesn't happen. You're you're like all those other characters in Charmed or or, or whatever who don't have access to anything like that. Um, and so it's it's one of those funny little rules where it's kind of accepted that it's there, but also um, it's not real to ninety five percent of everyone in this mall. So are we like uh, like Alf, where nobody actually knows that we're Visigoths? Which is, yeah, they're a little weird, you know. The clothes that we're well, you're, strange, you're, but you're you're just or, you're just immigrants, right? Like you've cool. just, you're you're just newcomers to L.A. Uh, and you've brought your strange Orthodox European background with you. <laughs> and because it's L.A., because it's California, mostly people are just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, all right, oh, Eastern like European, vibe. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just. Yeah, exactly. It's just okay. another person walking around in armor because it's their cultural identity. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, Velvet, who did you choose? I chose the charlatan. So uh, I was actually choosing the not to choose. I didn't want to be the conqueror. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Joan and I both had a, we kind of looked at each other and went, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. So as it turns out, I have played this kind of character before, the talker, the speaker, the persuader. Uh, so it, it's very on brand for me. No, really. You no, really? A, yeah. You have a velvet tongue. So the yeah, charlatan, the charlatan is described. Why should there be any difference between a meaningful religion and a well-crafted lie? Ooh. Uh, again, very on brand. <laughs> the conqueror that you didn't choose. Why you would ride into battle and seize this mall if only you had a horse. Uh, so uh, uh, that's uh, so we've got our uh, our charlatan and our rune caster, and on our Malgoth side, uh, what did you choose, Sean? I have chosen the witch. The witch. Your friends value your uncanny emotional intuition, but you're not all lavender and crystals. Uh, and I, I actually like you've actually independently you've, each team has chosen a magical character from their side. So surprise, <laughs> we're gonna have some fireballs, I guess. Um, uh, what's interesting with I believe the rune caster you can leave runes on items that act like like traps later into a scene and the witch you can haunt locations and you can just like grab a toaster and haunt it and leave it if you just spend and then that whole room will just if the spooky because we don't know which malls we're going to go to that's chosen if you all show up into the same store together then we play out the scene antagonistically but most likely you each choose different stores as you move around the mall so if the visigoths arrive to a store after you've been there you can leave calling card right just to harass them um so i love this it's uh, uh and joe you what who did you choose i chose the theater tech yeah uh you've worked backstage at rocky horror picture show and you know the ropes and the theater tech it, me that's me that's that's who i was um who i am uh and then the one we haven't chosen from the visigoths uh, from the Malgoths. I've got to really get my goth pronouns uh, <laughs> correct. Uh, cyber pet. Why just carry around a digital pet on a keychain when you can be that pet? You're basically a furry with a Tamagotchi aesthetic. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it, and as Lucian explained in our interview, the yeah. furries Tamagotchi, in 1996 yes, uh, haven't really formed into what furries are today. They're, it's still a, it's a culture kind of just 
testing things out. You maybe wear a tail. You maybe wear some ears on your head. You uh, have a cyber pet. You wear like bangles and like claws, nails, and you're just you're 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 feeling it out, and and will become in about a decade what uh, what furries are now. And so, and, uh, Joan very graciously brought some cat ears that yes. uh, you're actually wearing yes. yeah. Sean and I are now wearing them <laughs> so we'll uh, and amazing. rocking them by the way thank, yeah. you. thank you and Nicole uh, you arrived you're at the head of the table you're you haven't assigned to a team yourself so uh, you have those two characters to choose from the conqueror or the cyber pet which yeah. will then also change the balance of power I, I know it was a difficult decision and I looked at them both and the They're only both very good. I know. And the <laughs> only reason I chose mine was because of uh, the power that uh, this one had. So I chose the conqueror mm-hmm. only because the conqueror can once per day without rolling, convince someone that a modern item was invented by Visigoths. Mm, so I will need you to scooch 5% to your left or okay. to your right <laughs> uh, to, uh, cause you are now, you are now, now on I'm this on, team. I'm on the Visigoth team, side. Team Visa, Visa team. Bye. You were just, you were just visiting. Bye, I was visiting <laughs> the Goths. There's going to be a lot of this. I hope yes. you don't even know these. I have not, I have tried not, I know I've shared the documents with you, but I have tried not to spoil the names of these malls in advance because uh, <laughs> oh, oh, this was, oh, this is, good. this is Lucian Khan going on like a midnight bender, just tearing up every pun they can come up with for these <laughs> oh stores. My God, he's so it <laughs> is a work of art. And I, I, I want this Kickstarter to hit older. I want each store to be illustrated because Oh, that'd they be beautiful. Are. It's phenomenal. so good. Yeah. So we are, because we're using the quick start guide, we do have a map on the back of your, uh, of your character sheets. There is a map of the mall. Uh, the final game will have like a beauty map that will be, be more illustrated. And then this is like a more of a tactical game map that we can move. So that will show you all the different stores and it does give you those names away. Uh, and uh, we are going to be starting in on the second floor at Floppy Joe's Cyber Chili dial-up internet yes. cafe with chili. <laughs> with chili. Um, oh my goodness. It's <laughs> an important element. So that's that's where we will begin uh, uh, our adventure. Uh, the quick start came with three adventures. We're playing the one that Lucian wrote. Uh, uh, it's called uh, Adventure One, The Raven. Uh, so before we get ahead of ourselves, The Raven. You have on your character sheet a uh, a list of names. Uh, you can choose from that list. You can come up with your own, but it does give you an idea of kind of the aesthetic that that Lucian is going for with with these names. Now, obviously, the Malgoths um, they might not even be your name, but your assumed name as a Malgoth, right? Your parents are going to call you Jill, but I'm not Jill. I'm Tabitha now, or I'm uh, I'm Lynx. Uh, I'm Hex, right? So. You can um, uh, you can you can absolutely write your own name or or circle your own. Uh, and uh, one of uh, the suggested names for the theater tech is Velvet. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, just so you know, my name is actually on all of the sheets. I'm just always a default answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cool superpower. I know, right? I, I'm not going to tell you if that's the charlatan power or just real. <laughs> I believe you. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, I found I found the. I, I uh, just the, feel that you really have to meet Lucian. 
you you two just would really uh, everything I've heard. So you far, guys would get along very well. It I will think. happen. Like yes. uh, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, Lucian will be back to break out in oh, March. Oh, I, I think and so. We yes. will just uh, Velvet. I, I always bring someone from Terrible Wars. Joe came with me to, to interview. I've had Bree. I've had fun. Nicole. Uh, you should come along and and one hundred percent. I end up fabulous. never actually playing any games at Breakout because I just park myself in the hallway with my microphone, going, yeah. "Come sit." chat meet visit um so step two choose your pronouns uh you can uh come up with your own you can choose in the list i also have i found here one of the characters uh volfi is a 16 year old uh, bisexual cis girl who's a visigoth living in the mall or living a clerk in the mall they don't live in the mall <laughs> uh, important they, uh, they, they 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 work in the mall they work uh, in uh, at lemon theodosius and um uh, unfortunately visigoth smoothies aren't as popular as the roman competition is the caption there um they, uh, I, well, no, I was about to say they, but Izos goes by uh, feminine pronouns in the Gothic language, which oh. are uh, in italics here. It's spelled S-I, so I'm, it sounds like it's pronounced C, uh, or Ija, I-J-A, would be the equivalent to, so C is she, Ija is her, and Izos is they. And so those are the three... The three pronouns C Ija Izos, um, which is uh, is is in there, and um, Volfi also only speaks Gothic, which is a bummer for the mall goths, of course. C actually understands English and Spanish too, but C resents living in the 20th century, so C doesn't let anyone know about Ija when a non-Visigoth. So it goes on, and so it's 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 nice is that it gives in the description like an example of the of 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 dropping them so uh when a non-visigoth attempts to order a smoothie by pointing out a piece of izos fruit volfi just eats it so a little, a little, uh, it's a little bit of a spoiler there but giving you an example of those pronouns in use so especially for the visigoths at our table if you also want to be on team volfi um i will uh i will work my way through that <laughs> so um, then uh, three, uh, you automatically start with a plus two bonus to your dice rolls for three skills. Uh, your skills being what's written uh, there on your character sheet. They're different for each of them. But you can change one of them to a plus three. Uh, and uh, they represent, um, well, bonuses to your dice rolls. Then you have a goth style. You can choose from that list or you can come up with your own. Uh, so you can also circle from that list. So when I was a, quote, Mulgoth, unquote, in the early 2000s, I got almost all of my clothes from the local head shop. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like great. decked out in the most colorful things you could possibly imagine with like huge patterns. And <laughs> yeah, I, that was, that I was believe my, that. That was my you're, you're You're the... Are you the only one at this table here with an American mall goth upbringing? I think maybe. Yeah. Oh wow. We're we're all here with like uh, our like knockoff Canadian counterpart, <laughs> but uh, you're uh, you're actually uh, where where in the states? So I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay, cool. Ah. And I actually worked one summer uh, after my first year in undergrad at the mall that uh, Dawn of the Dead. Okay, oh, so this wow. is filmed in. this is this is gonna mess you so, up. This this game's gonna really gonna it's, like it's in Monroeville Mall. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be sent back in time. I'm I'm a I'm a Le Chateau vintage mall goth. I was the I worked at the Le Chateau in Peterborough, so I was like the coolest person in my high school. So basically, <laughs> yeah. I had a job at Le Chateau, so that was pretty cool. I um 
I was able to dodge out of working at an EB Games to end up working at a go-kart track instead. And that's where I spent my summers was counting cars going around a lap. My, I was literally with the clipboard just tallying laps <laughs> like, like before, like they couldn't afford the computer. That's that's wow. better than spending back all your money on goth clothes. Yeah, the yeah. It's like, just so, like back out. Uh, at the <laughs> shop. Step five is to choose a religion from the list or come up with your own. Uh, I mean, how seriously does your character even take religion? Um, so that's uh, that's written down there as well. Now, everyone at this point is going to introduce their characters again. So the other players can get a general idea. And this is going to help with the embarrassing traits that will be in our next step. So uh, let me we, 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 we went around and we learned who you're what you're, what classes, archetypes you chose. Uh, so we'll start with the Mogoths this time because I started with the Visigoths last time. So introduce me to your um, uh, your witch. Yeah, your yes. witch. So I will be playing Ember, going by they, them, uh, with a bonus to haunting things. And my style is a mix of Victorian and fairy. I decided you can blend those two very easily. And yeah, you put wings on anything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Lots of flurry. Uh, uh, Lots of flowery, drapey. Cuffs. Yeah, coming out. Floofy things. Uh, they get stuck on Do you have a cravat? Things. Occasionally. Yeah. Depends how they're feeling. <laughs> it's like a, it's a cravat day. You know it's a, it's, it's, it's yeah. a serious it's day. It's a serious, oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's an emotional labor day. Yes. Don't, don't mess around with them that day. I'm just yes. wearing fairy cravat. But they, uh, they only wear white cravats before emotional labor day. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you. All right, Joe, this one's on your team. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. You're, you're, our, you're our theater tech, right? I am the theater tech, and my name's Onyx. Onyx. Um, and uh, my pronouns are she, her. And I've got a plus three to costuming, which is very convenient. Uh, because you I, make the cravats. I make the, I make the cravats. And not only that, I also get most of my clothes from the hardware store. I'm a cyber, cyber goth. Okay, yeah. So so you're just wearing just like Ethernet cables and uh -huh. stuff wrapped around 100%. your arms and uh, you've got like the, the duct tape wallet and the... Because mm -hmm. you actually have a skill down on allows you to make an item out of duct tape for anyone. I, do. I yeah. can Once per day, I can make a clothing item out of duct tape and give it to someone. This item gives the wearer a plus one or minus one to the skill of my choice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it kind of plants like a, like a hex bag almost mm -hmm. <laughs> if you play it. Um, now, Visigoth table. Uh, you, uh, we had the charlatan and, well, we have all three are in use. So let's start with our charlatan then. Hello, everybody. I am uh, the Chutivan. Uh, they, them, I, um, walk, I walk around styling my... Oh, is that the name? Uh, Sorry. Uh, Chatevan, C-H-U-T-E-H-V-U-N. Chatevan. 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 I am a Chatevan. Are you also Chate? Let's chat a little bit. Uh, my pronouns are they and them. Uh, I, uh, as a charlatan, I have the ability to, uh, forge notes and have people believe that it's authentic. <laughs> uh, I style the gold jewelry and cape as people do in the nineties. Gold jewelry and cape. Yep. And, uh, my religion is future humanism. We'll find out what that means. Oh, I'm so <laughs> But I'll give excited. you the note for what that is. Uh, I've arrived <laughs> in a, with these humans who are from the future. So of course I believe in that. Yeah, time travel is real. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, our uh, uh, the I'm trying to memorize the character classes. Uh, Charlatan Runecaster. Mm -hmm. 
So, uh, Joan, introduce us to your runecaster. All right. Um, my runecaster's name is Gelvira, or just Vera for short, if you prefer. Um, she, her pronouns. She's not really all there. She's kind of got one foot in this world and one foot somewhere else. Neil Gaiman's The Sandman comics <laughs> are absolutely a thing by this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, she looks a little bit like delirium and behaves a little bit like delirium and sees a lot of things that either aren't there or really, really so are like there. Lots of colorful makeup all around the For eyes sure. and stuff too. And, and-, uh, and, 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 and bizarre sort of uh, dyed hair off to one side, one side of the head shaved. Um will be wearing like sort of rags with a, a, a beautiful white blazer draped over all of that. Um, very strange sort of look. She's, uh, she's an animist. She believes that all things are alive and all things can talk to her. And sometimes they do. And sometimes that's a bit overwhelming. Um, she also believes in the, you know, the pantheon of the Norse gods and she occasionally will see them and they'll talk to her and they're not always nice to her. Um, her big skill is, uh, uh, she can do with a few fun things with runes, but the main one is make invisible, which I've chosen to interpret as not actually making it disappear from view, but making it something that's sufficiently awkward and uncomfortable that nobody really wants to acknowledge that it's there. It's a, it's the hitchhiker's guide. <laughs> the of somebody the, else's problem. Yeah. Feels. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's sort of just like, you just, you just always look uh-huh. away. It's just, uh, avert your gaze. Oh, okay. That's weird. I don't want to deal with that. So that's, that's kind of how my make invisible thing works. At least that's how I envision it. Who knows? Maybe I actually can make people and things disappear. Oh man, we'll find out. You do that to a person. Oh, (laughs) Oh. or myself. There's actually a third member of this Molgoth team. (laughs) (laughs) That's Karen. We don't talk to Karen. So um, our our third member of the Visigoths are Conqueror. Yes, uh, Ultra Gotha the Merciless. Ultra Gotho. Ultra Gotha. Ultra Gotha the Merciless. And uh, she, her, and uh, she is is um, rocking also the gold jewelry and cape. Okay, so See, there's there's a trend. A there's a, it's a trend. It's a trend. It's a trend. Yeah, it's, a yeah. trend. it's the thing. It's the hottest thing in teen Visigoths uh, this century. Just a bunch of gold cloaks. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, my pants she, are made of the gold cloak too. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> And so if she, you were like, those are just 1980 harem pants from Hammer that yeah. you're all just wearing <laughs> around your neck. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> They're fine. It's just parachute pants around your neck. It's not a fashion statement. Mom, <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Uh, and she is uh, very large and um, um, aggressive as a conqueror would be. Um, and she's very good at... Uh, at uh, controlling animals and spears, but mostly at stealing things. And uh, yeah, she's a Germanic polytheist, as all good Visigoths are. <laughs> a Germanic polytheist? Yes, she's not a heretical Christian. God. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Come on. We're going to get along very well. <laughs> who, who worships Christ? <laughs> Only barbarians. <laughs> All right. So. And she has a spear in a saddle, apparently, but no horse. No, no, that's no. your kingdom for a horse. My yeah. kingdom for my mall for a horse. Your belt is just the saddle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why are you wearing the saddle? For when I get a horse, shut up. So the, uh, I don't, did I? Oh, yes, good. They're on the back of the character creation handouts I gave you. I was thinking ahead. You can see the list of embarrassing traits. 
So turning to the embarrassing traits list, a player on the opposite team will give you an embarrassing trait. You may keep that trait that they give you, or if you veto it, you will choose two traits from that list of your own. <laughs> and then, so so we started last time with the Malgoth, so um, because you're outnumbered, we will begin with the Visigoths. Visigoths, choose a Malgoth to choose an embarrassing trait for you. And if you want it, you can accept it. And if you want to veto it, that's fine. But then you have to choose two from that list of your embarrassing traits. So uh, for our listener, while they're all looking over, some of the things that the embarrassing traits that a Visigoth might suffer from is allergic to metal. They are a bad dancer. They are dumped by a famous lover. They have a fear of animals. That would be something for our conqueror with their saddle. Uh, They follow a modern religion. They have a secret sexual orientation. Or they wish they were Roman. <laughs> and so it's very embarrassing. <laughs> so and uh and embarrassing traits can be used um mechanically through the game. If you use your embarrassing traits, you will take on hurt feeling, but you will immediately resolve all opposition in that scene and win whatever's happening. Because let's say one member of your team is in a fight and you want it so you can use your embarrassing trait to create a scene where you just immediately play out um, your fear of animals and just start screaming because there's a gerbil in the cage there and and make a big scene. Now, all eyes are on you. You're going to get embarrassed. You're going to take a hurt feeling from that, and the hurt feeling will be you're, you're embarrassed. And uh, But you will also be able to immediately aid to succeed and essentially win that scene uh, at, at your own expense because you're 16, and this is just what happens. <laughs> this is actually <laughs> just, the worst. Just spaz out, right? So... Uh, uh, Nicole, okay. uh, who, which Malgoth would you like, uh, between Joe. Onyx or Ember? Which one chooses your embarrassing trait? Onyx, what would you like to choose for my embarrassing trait? Oh, oh god! So you pick there for that embarrassing trait. Now keep in mind, okay, one of the Visigoths. So Joe, after yes. you pick this embarrassing trait and after we're done with this, you will pick a Visigoth okay. to choose an embarrassing trait from the Malgoth section. Right? You get to say I'm yours so first. Excited. So, right. so you get to choose. You get to choose Ooh. Ultra Gotha's embarrassing trait, or at least propose the first one. So, oh gosh, there's so many good ones. So, one of the ones I'm leaning towards of fear of animals would be really funny. Uh, following a modern religion. After uh, you pontificated, yes, about yes, how- yes, I can understand that. <laughs> you're well, you're very outwardly, but then you yes. actually go home and and yes, read the Bible, read the Bible <laughs> or something. Yes, I, I like follow Scientology and, and, or something. And the New International Version. <laughs> I, I, oh, oh my! Yes, in oh fact, I. Uh, and so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna propose that one. Can uh, follow a modern religion. Follow a modern religion. Sure. Pray or make reference to modern gods or religious concepts. Now, modern gods and religious concepts to a Visigoth is anything after the year 900. So, <laughs> <laughs> when was the so, Council of Nicaea so, again? So, so <laughs> Protestantism technically counts, right? Uh, so, um, uh, what modern religion means to Ultragotha is up to Ultragotha. Okay. I'm just saying we're in California now. If Ultragotha yes, would true. like. Faltergotha would be yeah. a Scientologist. You absolutely could be. <laughs> yeah, at this point, we're already into second, third generation Scientology. New uh, Age stuff is huge. New in Age, yeah, in uh, yeah. Too. I, I, you listen to a lot of Yanni. Oh, um, oh uh, what was big? It was uh, 
uh, what was everyone going to? It was like Essen or Espen or something like that. I don't know. It was this weird like now, sort you, of lifestyle thing. Gardnerian neo-paganism yeah, is huge. Yeah, yeah, If you want that, you can take it. If you yes. want to veto it, you can choose two from the list instead. No, I will follow a modern religion. Okay. Perhaps, perhaps Ultra Gotham met a Scientologist at the mall <laughs> and, and has been... With has the Dianetics been, booth? Has been brought in, took the Dianetics quiz. You took the stress test. You got audited. You I got a uh, you, you yeah, cans, and I took I'm the stress clear. test, and though they were like, "You're very stressed," and she's like, "Yes, I am. I have a lot of stress." <laughs> also, I, I forgot words. to ask uh, Visigoths, um, each of you, are you still glowing from your time travel? Yes, I've, I've got, and the answer is yes, no, maybe, or only a little bit. I've got little trails of things following me around sometimes, because because certainly the uh, the teleportation through time when you sit down with an auditing session with the Scientology you probably <laughs> blew out the needle yeah, a little <laughs> only a little um, uh, Ultra Gotha are you still glowing from time travel? only a little and where, enough to be interesting where? To, where? To, to, to is it just when you like when you when you turn off lights in a room you just look like a glow in the dark t-shirt? maybe a little yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and how about uh, how about you um, uh, uh, Chate Van? Uh, I you? am glowing my eyes and my nails. Oh wow! So so cool. all of you look like you're out of some like cyberpunk dystopian where you each got like glowy bits. All right, interesting, interesting. Um, so Onyx, yes, which Visigoths will choose your embarrassing trait? Oh, oh, I don't know. Uh, I think I'd like Chetavan. Okay, so the so Molgoth embarrassing traits. I'm only going to go through these lists once, but uh, the Molgoth embarrassing traits can include bad taste in music, a cracking voice, don't understand slang, overprotective parents, prep school student, a secret sexual orientation, or a terrible poet. <laughs> You're like, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, you have overprotective parents. So yes. that can take the form of yes, like receiving a message on the loudspeaker or you get pager beeps about curfews or homework. What kind of overprotective parents do you have here, Onyx? Oh, my. Um, and Onyx, what do your parents call you? What's your what's your not Onyx name? Your, oh your mundane. My mundane name? Um, can we come back to me in a second? Mm -hmm. I think I need a second for this. Because I feel like overprotective parents like this would just be like, your name is Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Amber Thiessen, you get home right now. <laughs> All right, we'll come back to okay, you then thank on, you. on, yeah, the, I need on the, the, the overprotective like parents. So, uh, uh, Chadevan. Yes. Which Hi. mall goth will choose your embarrassing trait? Ember. Ember. All right. I'm liking the wishing you were a Roman. I really enjoy that <laughs> so much. Can I just tell you that Romans are actually okay? <laughs> that can take well, the form of talking in Latin, making reference to the Roman Senate, emperors, the forum, however you want to yeah. uh, manifest your secret embarrassing admiration I for... I have a feeling that all of my um, my inspirational quotes will come from Seneca and <laughs> Cicero and maybe even one of the Juliuses. They're going to walk in on a toga party one day right. and it is just going to be 
So you were so just, you, this you, isn't what it looks like. You say with the with with the with the, uh, the Laura the leaves, leaves, right? <laughs> leaves in your hair. Okay, so I think I've had some time. Okay, so, so overprotective parents. My parents call me Rachel. Rachel. Oh, yes. Yep. Um, and they're like trying really hard to be the cool parents, but they just can't quite let go. I kind of like the idea of um, Into the Spider-Verse with how embarrassing Miles' dad is with the loudspeaker. What if mm-hmm. your uh-huh. overprotective parent is the security in the like the mall doesn't really have security. It's very specifically there's no security in the mall. Right. But what if there's like your your one of your parents is one of the mall managers or is involved oh, and so just has access this. to the loudspeaker as yes. part of like even part of the the um housekeeping or something like they're just they're involved in the operations daily mm-hmm. operations of the mall so they can just be like Rachel have you had your lunch yet <laughs> we're waiting for you down in the staff room to do your homework dear Ra- Rachel we we got you some of those cables you like so much your attention please I just want you all to know that today is Rachel's birthday happy birthday <laughs> I'm in I'm so in yep. beauty you're basically your overprotective parents now take in the form of friend computer <laughs> in the mall ding <laughs> ding Rachel, (laughs) Rachel, who gave her the, why is she on the loudspeaker again? Uh All right. Uh, So, uh, Chadive, you uh, wish you were a moment. So then that comes to uh, Ember, which Visigoth will choose. Uh, Given that actually, uh, uh, Govera, you haven't. It's going to say, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be you. And And then you'll choose and then we'll have everyone has an embarrassing trait. So what embarrassing trait will you give to Ember? Uh, Ember, you're a terrible poet. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. It's exactly what you didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> Good heavens. Like an embarrassment seeking missile. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful description. So if you want to use are you, are you okay with that? Oh yeah. That's if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna use this embarrassing trait to clear a scene and and get your There will be bad I, poetry. I will expect a, a recitation of a bad poem. That will happen. Uh, just <laughs> just the worst. Thank you so much for choosing that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, um, to keep things reciprocal, uh, I will let you then, you got you got the last one. So, Golvera, what is Golvera's right. embarrassing trait? Okay. Um, for our runecaster. Rune yeah. I'm thinking... And, and uh, one that hasn't been chosen. Yeah, one that hasn't, yeah. yeah, to get, you know, probably, I'm going to go with allergic to metal. Hmm. That seems interesting. I, th- I feel like that's actually not as debilitating as what I would like. So right. You're, you're already, if you don't mind. A lot of, yeah, yeah, no. I'm you gonna, can veto I'm it, pick but then two. pick two. Pick, exactly. Yeah. Do it. So I'm going to go with Bad Dancer. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> and that works out very well for today. And someone has to have secret sexu- a secret sexual orientation. Fair. That's, I mean, we're missing a trick if somebody doesn't wind up with that one. Because yeah, that's on both lists. Yeah. Well, it's because you're you're 16. And you're only just like, mm. what am I? Bunch. My sexual and, orientation <laughs> is a secret to me. And so, <laughs> I think I think that nobody else, everybody. just just you. Everyone else, oh, that was that, me. That yeah. actually was so my most, high school experience. <laughs> most of the clerks in this mall are 17 and are like the one year ahead Whoa. of you, and they all have like messy, interconnected relationships <laughs> with each <laughs> other, uh, and you can absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, it just says in parentheses, flirt with a player, character, or a clerk. And so it's just a, 
the the runecaster or, or your graffiti your they're always little secret notes that you're leaving <laughs> but no one can read it because it's in ancient gothic <laughs> all right um so with those embarrassing traits, uh, you are going to, we're almost done, and then we're going to be wrapped up, uh, and the game can begin. Choose two of the starting relationship sentences. For each sentence, fill in the first blank with the name of another player character, and the second blank with an idea from your imagination. When everyone is finished, you will read these out loud. So these are not going to be collaborative. You're just going to lay them on each other. Uh, players may veto any starting relationship details they do not want, in which case whoever wrote it will just think of something else. So I've got the the, the cyber pet here, which uh, we're not using, but to give some examples uh, while everyone else is writing down their ideas. Uh, the uh, I know it says choose two. Uh, for the Molgoths, you may, if you want, write one for each of the other Visigoths. Or, or, but the, uh, actually, no, because it doesn't even have to be for someone from the other team. It's just someone else at the table. So yeah, just write in two and, uh, and, and fill them in. So the cyber pet has like, uh, my crush on blank weirds me out because uh, this might be the same for every page. My parents told me to stay away from blank because blank. Uh, the Visigoth I most resent is blank because blank. So um, uh, I think we all have a the yeah. member of other team I resent most yeah. is blank because yeah. blank. Yeah. So you can fill uh, you can fill those in as you wish, and then we will present them to the table. And with that. Uh, character creation is done and we did take a little bit more time with it because we're chewing things out and enjoying ourselves but you can see like it's intentionally done to be like grab a character dot 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 off you go and you're running right which works really well if we were actually playing in a mall and we were trying to (laughs) get in before security kicked us out (laughs) (laughs) i'm also amused that um onyx's religion is too old to be considered one of the new religions (laughs) 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 so she's uh she's jewish oh yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's too old. It's too old. It's it's pre- old. It actually predates <laughs> Visigoth. Do you figure she's uh, observant or kind of like uh, High Holy Days Pesach kind of deal? But which is nice because you bring that to the table and that uh, something I don't I wouldn't be able to unless I had a cheat sheet in front of me. Yeah. Uh, follow through. So, well, uh, so it, like... it was actually our last recording. You you had to <laughs> I need to be out by sundown. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like I would have, I would have really enjoyed playing a Unitarian, uh, character, but I feel like I don't know enough about their religion to do it justice. So yeah. pick something a little closer to, to my own experience. Well, I like that. Like Lucian Khan is someone who, uh, is very open on Twitter about growing up as a goth <laughs> and, and in that scene, but also as a Jew okay. and also as a trans man. And so bringing all of these disparate experiences together fascinating intersection also as a trans man who um sees his 90s life as a goth girl as an identity that like that was still is very important to him and so it's one of those you know everyone's journey is a little bit different and Mm -hmm. and that's that's lucian so he's got this goth girl background gay jewish trans experience in la artist like it's it's it, this game is just lucian khan this, this, this right? game is lucian khan just kind of splayed out on the table uh and so it's so that's one reason why religion is written in because it's it's so much a part of if i mean joe you, you yeah. must relate it's so much a part of if, if it's important to your family it becomes important and to your community it's just you're not 
even if it's not necessarily something that's entirely important to you, it's hard to separate right. without, you know, with all that. So it becomes part of your, of your experience. I feel like in some ways, this particular Visigoth team is actually a lot more modern than the Molgoth team. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. 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 There, there's, there's some, Are you there's some, that? there's some yeah, conservative traditional <laughs> home values coming in over on this side. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, and also I, I I I always see it on Facebook. Lucian's part of a Jewish Star Trek shit posting group, and I don't get any of the jokes. Why I don't get I, not know that I don't get existed? any of the jokes, but they're oh. all like uh, they're deep cuts on both deep cut Star Trek and deep cut Jewish theology. It's, so it's, it's actually really funny because I think Lucian and I are about the same age, and and uh, we were goths at almost exactly the same time, except I was in Peterborough and he was in LA. And so those diff those are the just small town goth versus yeah. the megatown goth. Yeah. We were just talking about how much more trouble I would have gotten into <laughs> in LA because he was like, "Yeah, I got into a lot of trouble and and just celebrities and stuff." And I'm like, "Wow, I would have I would have done way worse things than I had in Peterborough otherwise." So yeah, yeah, you're you're more of a letter Kenny. Yeah, yeah, it's like the letter Kenny goths, except like less math. Yeah, yeah, I was a I was a goth about ten years ten years later, high school goth ten yeah, years later. Yeah, so. yeah, it was like yeah, there wasn't even like stores you could go to mm -hmm. get goth things, except for like Le Chateau, basically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Back when Le Chateau made good clothes. Yeah, I yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Those days. Yeah. <sighs> so has everyone filled out a relationship? Yes. Yes. I'm so excited. So, um, who hasn't gone first as we've been going around the table yet and nicole i picked you picked oh, yeah, the first yeah, embarrassing yeah. trait so, so um it's gonna be joe it's just gonna okay, be joe sure okay so my crush on vera weirds me out because i'm really intimidated by how cool her hair is also if anyone found out you had a crush on a visigoth we are at know, war right? for yeah, this right? mall and also, Julie I don't know how I feel about this. Like, mm -hmm. it's Juliet and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you feel confused, don't worry. So am I. Okay, great. <laughs> we can be confused together. <laughs> and your second one? Um, my parents told me to stay away from Ember because they've heard the stories. Uh, the parents. <laughs> Did you look at my sheet? Because both no. of ours tie together again. Actually. Again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Also, Amazing. spoilers for the next whenever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, well, then let's just go around. Uh, uh, Sean, Ember. So uh, my parents told me to stay away from Onyx <laughs> because she's a bad influence. And the Visigoth I most this resent. This is what makes you such a, right? a tight-knit team. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. We're really we're, oh, we hate oh. our parents. Yeah. Uh, and the Visigoth I most resent is Vera. Understand. Poor Vera, because her hair is so much better than mine. Wow. <laughs> It's a respect, it's right? Is that what it was? Uh -huh. This hair just became a character. Yes. I think yes. so. I think yeah. so. Yeah, you know, your hair is literally 20 years before its time, <laughs> right? The shaved side, the uh -huh. colors, everything going on. It's sort of, you know, like, man, in 2019, they're going to look back and they're going to see photos of this, this punk in a mall somewhere in LA going like, what is this time traveler? And they're not... They, they don't, little did wrong they know. direction. Wrong way. That's right. Wrong, wrong direction is the name of your boy band cover band. Yes. <laughs> wrong direction. Yes. I love it. I love it. That's our gang name. Uh, all right. So then, uh, uh, Vera. 
You've got you've got some. You're, right. you're the most connected right now to the Malgas. I am jealous of Chitavan because sometimes they're Loki. Thank you. Sometimes, and that's upsetting. Um, the Malgoth I most resent is Ember because sometimes they're Loki, <laughs> <laughs> and that's upsetting. <laughs> like it's the same same reason. That's phenomenal. Chade, <laughs> uh, yeah, Chadevan. So uh, I'm jealous of Ember because of their poetry journal. Oh, you found it. Oh, that's supposed to be a secret. Uh, I thought I had impeccable handwriting, but the whoa. The journal? <laughs> uh, and the mall goth I most resent. I mean, you said it was supposed to be secret as you're posting everything Every, yeah. onto an AOL group. And this, this would have been live journal if it was yeah. like yes. when yeah, I was. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, but it's a secret How did you journal? lie? Uh-huh. It, was, it, was, it was under a pseudonym. <laughs> And it was like it was, it was just it was just a synonym for ember. It was yeah. it was something else. It was just yeah. darkly burning coal. <laughs> Twenty nine sixty two. Uh, the Malgoth I most resent is Onyx because they control the fashion curtain spotlight. Why? Thank you. I like the spotlight. Fashion. I yeah, need it. You got this. You got this. Got this gold cloak trend. But meanwhile, Onyx is making. Like DIY, homemade, like the Malgoths are walking around in custom Onyx originals. Home hardware, homemade. Right? <laughs> and like duct tape if, if you can get a handle, maybe if you can get a, a hold on one of those duct tape like wristbands or or necklaces or or things that are being done, one of those uh, cable wire bangles, uh, you could, you know, finally, finally feel like you're trending. Yeah. <laughs> I, you've, uh, you've traveled to the future, but you haven't traveled far enough. enough. You want to go further. <laughs> I am jealous of Onyx because she has nice parents. There's a lot of jealousy going towards Onyx. <laughs> oh, no. I don't have any parents. We traveled forward in time. We're our par- we don't have parents. Oh, they, they definitely, uh, the, like the whole community, like like your camp. Oh, okay. Like, it's the whole camp. Because there are other Visigoths. Okay, well, Some Visigoths, Visigoths are, aren't nice parents. I mean, your parents <laughs> might not have been in the camp when yeah. that happened. And Maybe. you could absolutely be kind yeah, of. But like, oh, so they probably aren't rooming, nice parents anyway. Might be rooming with, with one of the other Visigoth yeah. uh, uh, members. But all the Visigoths here, you're from the same uh, village Visigoth or camp community. or wherever. Uh, and so there are other Visigoths in the mall. At this time, about half the mall has fallen to the Visigoths and they're in charge. Some of the <laughs> stores are aligned with Malgoths. Some of the stores are aligned with Visigoths. Some of them have remained neutral and haven't been taken over yet. Some of the clerks are Visigoths. Like we, like I mentioned, uh, the one okay. running Theosius, uh, uh, uh Juice. Ah, that's why there's fashion um, weaponry. And so there's, there's Excellent. a few, there's a few, you can try and uh, discern based on the names, which yes. one align where, but I'll, I'll let you know when you are arrive in the store where they align uh, on which team they're with. Because obviously if you're working with a Visigoth clerk, you'll have some advantages compared to if you're trying to get help from a Malgoth clerk. And so there's a, there's there's the politics of the mall and the, the Visigoths are going to take over this mall and then take over the city and then sack the White House. Uh, so, <laughs> Long game. Step awesome. four. Profit. <laughs> but but exactly where where in Roman society it was rising up an army and counteracting and usurping their religion. Here it's well we're just going to upend capitalism and run for the Senate. <laughs> Again the Senate. Again, the Senate. <laughs> What's your second relationship, Alter? Okay, and uh, I want to conquer Los Angeles with Chitavon because they are sneaky. Conquer. Thank you. Yes. 
Could some of us be siblings, maybe? Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. What's I, really nice about Visigoth society is it got erased by the victors. We don't know anything about them. So we can make up a lot in terms of how family units are formed, too, yeah. in Visigoth. Like, it like, takes a village. Like, you yes. could all just see yourselves as a connected, extended family yeah. uh, just by heritage even if like if uh, uh ultra gotha your parents were on a raid when your town got scooped up and you are actually alone in la you're not because you've got the other visigoths and right. you're staying with them right because mm-hmm. you, you all scoot you're you've all got places to live you've all got malls you've all got stores but uh you just literally just popped out of the sky because of one of the mall Ouija boards. <laughs> Someone's like pointing we, at me. Say we have the witch here. The mall goth I most resent is Ember for bringing us here. So it's really <laughs> interesting. So everyone feels like they've, they've met their characters here. For not bringing my so. horse. Yeah. We, we've um, met Ultra Gotha, yes. our, our conqueror who is uh uh, jealous of Onyx's stable family, but will conquer L.A. with Chadevin by their side. We have Chadevin, the uh, uh, charlatan, who is um, who, who, who is resentful of the poet's fine writing. And uh, uh, I have another. Uh, is it uh, to it's Onyx? It was the fashion styles of Onyx. Uh, so uh, the charlatan, like you've got to be the best dressed person in this mall, and right now. You're the second best dressed person in this mall. No. <laughs> Third. Because <laughs> here too. We, we've coordinated. Yes. We need to. We, we, we need called to each other. We what are you wearing today? Yeah, we the cape? Yeah. Of yeah. course. Of course. <laughs> the cape and the jewelry. We need Go. to take that picture. Golvera, uh, our bad dancer, runecaster, who uh, is um, uh, jealous. Or no, is it jealous of the, Jealous yeah, of Chitavan Jealous of Chitavan. Of the of of what they are sometimes, and uh, resentful of Ember because of what they are sometimes. Yeah, which ends up being the same what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I get them mixed up sometimes. Okay, it's that Loki life. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> Loki life. And then we met Onyx. The overprotective parents in the mall are uh, uh, our theater. Uh, tech who seems to be the fashion center you're you're our you're our, uh, the the McQueen of this of this mall uh and uh, you have uh, what is it a secret crush on Gulvera I that do. It was? yeah and of course your parents don't want you walking around with that ember if only you were hanging around with some of those those nice those nice girls from Shul. <laughs> exactly <laughs> why why are you always in the mall <laughs> nice Visigoths. Why does it always have to be the mall? I mean, like, which parent works at the mall, or is it both of them? I think both of them do, (laughs) um, but my mom's one that's usually on the loudspeaker. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Your dad's in the back saying, tell her we love her. You don't have to to be at the mall all the time. There is an outside world to explore. Uh, And then finally, Ember, our witch, uh, a terrible poet who uh, admires Gulvera and also is seen, you know, stop hanging around with that Onyx kid, um, which sounds backwards. Like it sounds like you're the kid everyone would want to, but <laughs> but well, for whatever reason is your parents don't want you with with the theater tech because they're always in the hardware store. They're always hanging out in the mall. They're always building. Like why can't you just join up with a volleyball team and be a normal kid. Are we sure she's not a, one of those hackers? <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw this story on the news. They're just going to steal your identity. 
saw a movie called The Net. <laughs> Rachel, what is the password to the security the lock again? What is the safe password again? Try admin. So this actually works out well. Next week when we return for our first story episode, uh, the Visigoths outnumber the Mongoths because one of your own is missing, as it turns out in this adventure. You are going to receive an email, and uh, it will be along the lines of, Dearest Mongoths, we have captured teen boy Raven Goldberg and are holding him hostage somewhere in this mall. We won't let him go unless you agree to stop hanging out on the bottom floor of the mall. If you don't agree to the deal before the Halloween dance tonight, Raven Goldberg shall be inducted into Visigoth society. He shall look most attractive in armor. Sincerely yours, the Visigoths. Oh no. So that's that's the setup <laughs> for next week when we get set up. And you have until 8 p.m. when the dance... Now, it was written originally as the Valentine's Day dance. We're going to do Halloween because it's, it's fucking Halloween. That's way more gothy. Uh, so the, the, the mall is having a Halloween event party tonight at 8 p.m. And Raven will be inducted into Visigoth society when that happens if you can't rescue him first. So the hunt begins dun, next dun, week dun. on our first story episode of Visigoth vs. Mogoths. I have been... Your mall rat, who's the GM in this game. The mall rat is a character in the mall. He's a senior who's already got his first Cinnabon and he's going back for fourths. And he knows all the secrets of the mall and can answer them for you. You can go find him down by the fountains if you want to ask the GM questions. You actually interact with the mall rat. The mall rat is a character. And so that is me. I'm over there. I'm just hanging out there, which is kind of fun because mall rats too just got announced. So uh, uh, I'm there in the mall. I'm uh, I, I'm a legend. I know every. I know the ins and outs. I know the secret passageways. I know what this mall was like before all those new stores opened up. And I can tell you the secrets if you, if you can help me out too. Uh, for our Visigoths, I have been joined by Jonah and Velvet and Cole and our Mongoths, Joe and Sean. We'll be back next week with our first episode right here in Turbo Wars. This game is in Kickstarter right now. Go check the link. Go there. Support it. Delusion is awesome. Follow him. Oh, the agony. All the links to everyone at this table and to this game. They're all there. I can't mention them all, but they're there because it's awesome. So click them, follow them. Don't worry about me. Like, honestly. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. Until then, be good to each other. Bye. Bye. The Terrible Warriors will be back this week with the second episode in our Visigoths versus Malgoths story. The game is currently in Kickstarter. Visit the link in the episode details. Follow Lucian on Twitter at Ozeogony. Let them know we sent you. As well, special thanks to Joan, Nicole, Velvet, Joe, and Sean for joining us at the table. You can find out how you can support them as well in the episode details. They're down there. Visigoths vs. Smallgoths is in Kickstarter until October 31st. It is already funded, so you are now getting involved in helping push those stretch goals and making sure this game is as big as it deserves to be. When we return in our next episode, we play the story. We enter the mall. The Mallgoths receive an email from the Visigoths, and they have until 8 p.m. before the skate to stop their nefarious plans from coming to fruition. Will they succeed? We'll find out on the next episode, right here on the Terrible Warriors.